Today I have another story. This one is by Tista Sun from the New York Times. It's titled Feed the Birds. My husband was no longer the man I had married. He had become grumpy and short-tempered. He works in publishing. an industry that has its own share of problems a self-made man he worries that our sons have been handed too much our marriage was facing the familiar strains of midlife all of this was getting him down until he installed the bird feeder but that is so messy i said in mumbai where we live apartments are tiny and while we have a little veranda we do not have birds and I did not see the point of putting up a bird feeder on a small open space to feed non-existent creatures. To try to feed birds in a city that is rife with starvation and poverty also seemed too privileged a notion. We live in India, I reminded him. Birds belong to the world, he replied, and that was that. So, up it went, an ugly contraption he bought online. It was transparent, cylindrical and odd-looking. Grain was filled and I watched skeptically as it stood solitary and defiant on our veranda, in a city where I neither saw birds fly nor come to roost. Our lives were busy, we worked hard, we spoke less, we watched too much television, we spent many evenings answering emails and texts. Our sons were grown-ups and had their own lives, we had ours. One lonely morning, in a long succession of lonely mornings, I caught my husband's eye over the newspaper. He was signaling to me in an animated fashion, pointing to a veranda. I turned and there it was, a bright green parrot with a red beak perched on the ledge of the bird feeder. The parrot cocked his head, we cocked ours. The parrot studied us, we studied him and then he settled down and dug in. I glanced at my husband, he beamed in response. And soon, our mornings became a bit more than the rush to catch the bus. There was anticipation until our winged visitors would arrive. One morning, a cocky sparrow came to us. Did you know, they are almost extinct in the city, my husband whispered. We waited to see which feathered friend would drop in next. That's a little sunbird, I exclaimed with disbelief, in Mumbai. And suddenly, the grumpy man's face lit up. his trust lines disappearing. Could this be a new him? Soon, there was a sprightly quality to his mornings. Our mornings. 
in the busy monotony of our lives we were parents once again except this time he was the mother our mornings became the hours i most looked forward to we exchanged far more than a glance it was like the intrepid excitement of opening our doors to new friends and having a meal ready will they come will the food be enough will they enjoy their dinner and come back for more he spent many sundays on the internet researching birds bird food and eating patterns when do they feed how much why so little our conversations often began with a bird fact a typical songbird sings 2000 times a day for example one very windy sunday as we both gazed out from our little veranda he seemed pensive is it your job i asked anxiously eager to help no he said glaring at me for being so hopelessly insensitive there hasn't been a bird visit in the last 24 hours i have been watching perhaps it needs a gps tracker i said jokingly i mean they were just birds i was the wife that evening i found that he had moved the feeder to another location it is easier for them to find it he said they need to be comfortable after all they come to eat can you be jealous of birds they commanded his attention more than i did I began glaring at the pigeons and muttering curse words at the noisy crowd. You are upstaging me. I muttered to the cooing dove. I felt like Cruella de Vil from Disney's 101 Dalmatians. Devious plotter and cold-hearted criminal. I was coming in the way of their happiness and his. One morning while my husband was away, I sat in my little nook nursing a coffee. My father had been hospitalized and I was inundated with work and pressing deadline. The hopelessness of life kept creeping up on me. I wiped my tears in anger and gazed at the bird feeder. Someone cocked his head around the feeder. It was my friend, the parrot, or rather my husband's friend. Well, tough luck, pal. I thought, there's just me to contend with today. He stared at me. I stared back. I moved closer, but he didn't budge. He continued eating in little bites from the bird feeder as I inched closer. And just when I could see him up close in his magnificent finery, he looked at me sideways and a little crossly. Keep your distance, he threatened. For once I listened. I watched the bird eat and fill his tummy. I imagined his pleasure. I shared in his contentment. If he were to roll on to his back and rub his belly, he would have. It was such a simple joy, such a simple kindness. I smiled as fresh tears threatened to spill again. That night, I snuggled close to my once grumpy man and held his hand tight. Is everything all right? he asked. Yes, I whispered. I shared a meal with your friend today. 
these days my husband smiles more and grumbles less he now looks at the trees in the neighborhood and talks about how important they are for the birds you mean for us he says quietly and perhaps that's it you reach a stage in life when you yearn to do something new something good to give back to find yourself to rediscover love in order to live better some nurture a hobby others donate to charity or volunteer to teach the wealthy may take themselves out for elaborate meals or on a trip to an exotic city where they can go bungee jumping or learn to speak mandarin my husband did none of those things but he found himself anyway and in doing so he found us all he did was go online and order an ugly bird feeder and it has made all the difference